Hello, and welcome back to I'm on my period piece. I'm Lindsay. I'm Molly. And we're back after a little uh, two-week, I wouldn't call it a break. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't call it a break. Uh, If you are not a Texas local, uh, you might have missed that we had a winter storm. We had a winter moment. A winter moment. Uh, some, some light weather. The weather outside was weather. It was <laughs> It was atrocious last week. Um, it was actually, like, like scary, and, like, a lot of people had a, a really bad go of it. Thankfully... <laughs> we had a bad time out there. It was not It was not a good time. Um, thankfully, I was... Parker and me and the kids were at my parents' house, and we only lost power for, like, one day intermittently. You never lost power at all. No, I mean, and and pray for me, too, though, because my husband is a prepper, and we never lost power. Yeah. Uh, so, so he was looking forward to it. I would say that he was slightly devastated whether he <laughs> wanted to show that or not. He still found the time to eat. Um, <laughs> did he cook on, like, a butane grill? No, he did. It was worse. He... We went to Academy Sports uh-huh. and Outdoors and, like, got a few of those, like, Survivor Man bag food oh, things. Oh, no. Just those, like, just, MREs? Yeah. You just put water in it, oh, and it's, like, mm. and it'll heat up, which, like, the thermodynamics of that don't Yuck. sit right with me. Wait, you just, though, it heats up with water? Isn't that crazy? Ew. Yeah. So he had a few of those. I would say my bottom of the barrel moment was um, the the box of truffle mac and cheese. Oh no! I not pray that. for me. Pray for me. <laughs> we were having. Uh, we did run out of kombucha, and that was hard. We had to get real creative with the contents of mom and dad's pantry. Thankfully, on the way up to Georgetown, so like Parker and I thought we would just go up Saturday and Sunday. Like we're like, oh, we'll just like let the girls see them because school's closed on Monday anyways. Like we'll go spend the weekend with them. Um, since we can't, it's going to be too cold to go outside for a Valentine's Day date or whatever. And we thought we'd be back on Monday. No. Honey. It was like, what, three or four inches of snow plus ice on top of it. It was. I would say the thickest parts in our yard, it was like almost six inches. It was crazy. And then like, but the roads were like covered in like a thick glaze of ice. Like it was just like, I mean, every, everything I read was like, do not leave the house if you can avoid it. In fact, don't even try to step out on your porch because you could fall and like crack a rib and nobody can get to you. Like, yeah, I, I looked oh out God. like, honestly, I, I didn't go outside even like once, maybe, maybe once, but like every time I would think about it, I would, for, first of all, the day after it like snowed intensely, it was also like not a cloud in the sky. So yeah. it just made it blindingly white yeah. outside. Yeah. Um, so I just didn't even like look out the window, but the few times I did, it was like, there was thick, thick snow on the streets in front of our house. Yeah. It's like, it would, it would have been impossible. To drive, yeah. Yeah. It was, oh my God, it was awful. So on the way up to Georgetown though, like, <laughs> so I had ordered earlier in the week some snow boots and like a hefty winter jacket for Marigold and some boots for Tig because they didn't have appropriate winter wear. Like, go figure. And they were all supposed to be delivered on Saturday. And I was like, Originally, they were supposed to be delivered on Friday, and then, like, they hadn't gotten there. So, I was like, okay, we'll give it till, like, noon. And if they haven't showed up by then, we've just got to go. So, we ended up, like, um, I guess we waited till 4. But we stopped at um, H-E-B on the way up there because I was like, I'm just going to go ahead and grab, like, some bananas and a couple, like, potatoes for myself to cook in the Instant Pot or whatever. Just, like, random, like, some pouches for Marigold. Just, like, a few little things. Mm-hmm. And the grocery store was completely slammed. Like, it was crazy and um we ended up getting to georgetown and like it started snowing that night um but like by the end of the week like thankfully dad eats like so much meat and he just had like 
so much of it in the freezer. So he and Parker just kept eating random, like, like here's a stuffed Cajun chicken I had. Or, or like, here's a random sausage that a friend gave me as a present. And it's like, okay, y'all, as long as y'all are happy. They're bartering meats up there now? No, like, I think one of his friends had given him, like, a Cajun stuffed chicken and, like, some kind of boudin or whatever as like a present or something you, and he just put it in the freezer <laughs> and then like their next door neighbor made some gumbo on saturday like right before the shit went down wow who not making all this meat i don't who knows but this neighbor brought this gumbo over and parker and dad ate it for like two meals mom and i were just like i guess i'll boil another thing of pasta <laughs> like, i'll die <laughs> it was really something but um yeah i woke up on i think it was monday and when the power was out all day and it went out at three and we woke up to like hearing the monitor like alert us that it was not on anymore. <laughs> like it was like mm. beeper or whatever. So I went to go sleep with Marigold. She woke up at four thirty and stayed awake. And um Cute. yeah, so I uh was up with her and then with Tig for like three or four hours in the dark. Just like all we had was the fireplace and there halfway charged kindles so it was really that was like the extent of my roughing it but I was pretty tired um so yeah anyways it was not ideal but um we were so much better off than so many people it was just it was really yeah Texas you don't never you don't don't often see that here no it's it's crazy and then you know this week like I I kind of already have a tan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you do. I have a tan. Like a solid base tan. A solid base tan. I'm wearing uh, sandals. Um, you know. I put my Burks on today. Have only ordered iced beverages this week. Uh, yeah, I mean. This is the mode I'm comfortable in. Yeah. Warm weather. I don't love when it's like hot, hot, but at least I know how to like live. Sure. You know, you would perhaps. Uh, I'd prefer it over like that a Mediterranean climate. I would think. Right, exactly. Yeah. Where it's like kind of temperate. Yeah, exactly. But like, you know, this is like th- last week. I was like, first of all, I, when you said like I better not see a single mosquito this year, I was like, Amen. No, it because we haven't had like a deep freeze in a couple of years. If either. I if I do see a mosquito, I'll it's on site. I'll burn the city to the ground. <laughs> like I the last. Last summer, it was absolutely the, unsustainable. There are s- scars on the top of my feet. Oh my god! Like I couldn't go outside for more than a second without them being like, "Oh, sweet friggin' feeding <laughs> it's time." Free real estate. It's it's free real estate. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, that's insane. Anyway, anyway, other than snowpocalypse, what have you been up to? Thank you for asking. Um, well, I'm, I'm thriving. Uh, I, I decided last. I went. I read a lot last week. Oh, good for um, you. I read the prophets. Okay. Um, by. P-H or F? P- P-H. Okay. Um, can you look that up for me real yeah. quick? Who wrote that? I know his, he's a junior. I want to say some, something. Robert loose. Jones Jr. Robert Jones Jr. Um, and then I read Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller. Oh, beautiful. Okay. Song of Achilles. And I, I'm going to say, keep saying it. It's Achilles. Achilles. <laughs> uh, incredible. I do think it. Are you hearing an echo? I am hearing a bit of an echo. Um, let's check into that. I, I, it doesn't appear that anything has happened. I just okay. think it's... You know what? We'll leave it. little Easter egg. These little robots. A little behind the scenes. That we're talking into. Um, so yeah, Song of Achilles was mm-hmm. fantastic. Zoomed through it. Better than Circe, I would say. Damn, that's really... Which is high praise. Yeah. I wish I wish the cover was cuter. Mm-hmm. I wish it was. Because the Circe cover... Teal. 
you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and inspired by that, I was like, maybe I should watch the movie Troy, which is based off of much of the same myth that right. Song of Achilles is. Troy sucks ass. I, like, could not get through it. I remember, like, so I, when I saw you Saturday night, you said you were going to watch it. And I was uh-huh. like, I was, I, ex- rem- I was excited to watch it. I remembered that not being good. It's horrible. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I, and it's, I don't know. I, I, I won't linger on it too long, but we, we gave up 40 minutes into the movie and instead decided to watch Criterion Collection um, Road to El Dorado. Oh, word. Dude, that movie's fun. I don't know that I've actually, wait, okay. I think I have saw that one maybe in theaters. That's like when we were kids, right? Yeah, it came out in 2000. DreamWorks? Dream, very DreamWorks. <laughs> Kevin Klein. Oh, we love Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein. So did that one hold up? It did. Okay. It did. Uh, we also have, um, oh my God, what is her name from Do the Right Thing? Do the Right Thing. Do the next right thing. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> oh, I never saw that one. The Ke- Rosie Perez. Oh, we love. Oh, we my have, God. So, yes, yeah, so we have Kevin Klein, Kenneth Branagh, Rosie oh, Perez. Damn. And, and Eddie Jimmy almost. Damn. Uh, that's like a murderer's row. Yeah, it, it, it sure is. That movie is like a smooth 80 minutes. You love to see uh, that. Music by Elton John. <laughs> Even better. Because he'll just come in and be like, El Dorado. <laughs> Um, I so <laughs> don't you come to your I'm actually I'm trying to find the like um, the uh, audio message I sent to um, to Emily like that night because um, it was like Craig and I are watching Road to El Dorado as foreplay and uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got to listen to this soundtrack. Um, here I found it because I, I feel like I can't do the impression again. You know, as right. well. But this is um, this is 2021. This is the Molly Sherman impression of the Elton John soundtrack to the 2000 DreamWorks film, The Road to El Dorado. Hey, Emily, here's um, my impression of Elton John singing the titular song of uh, this movie. And beat El Dorado! Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he invade like, El Dorado? No, that- he said, because well, the lyric is like about what the gods did to like you know, alchemize the city. And then he goes, and they made El Dorado. Elton John has so many gifts, but I'm just not sure that writing. Why? <laughs> well, Bernie, Bernie Taupin, Taupin wrote it. Too. He did. He really wrote it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So just like really be very careful with what you say next about the road to El Dorado soundtrack. <laughs> mind your words. Very careful. Mind your words. Mind your thoughts because they become your words. Um, anyway. Uh, okay, I Did we do Rocket Man for this pod? No, we should do Rocket, should Let's do do Rocket, Rocket Man, Man next. next. Actually, let's keep up the music biopics. Let's keep going because Rocket Man is fun as hell. Rocket Man is better than Judy. <laughs> really? Um, okay, so I read a bunch of books, watched some bad movies. Uh, I became really good at baking this week. Decided that that was a skill I was going to acquire. That matcha rose water is a flex, bitch. It was, wasn't it's it? A flex. I made a very beautiful cake. Uh, it's a matcha rose water cake with a vanilla glaze. Parker said it tasted like something you would get at like a fancy tea room, and I was like, Molly "Oh my would be god, pleased to hear that!" High praise. Yeah. Anyway, apart from snowpocalypse, how are you, girl? You know, uh, I spent a year in Georgetown last week. You really um, did. It was it was great to be there with mom and dad and like have them helping um, with the kids and stuff. But just you know, like I packed for two days, and then we were there for a week. So. 
I oh no, we just like ended up like wearing the same Did you jammies. Find the angel shirt. <laughs> No, mom gave me, she let me borrow her U-ship shirt that you gave her years oh, ago. Oh, wow. I don't know what mom does to her shirts. No, is it, the blue, is it blue? Yes. No, that shirt. Um, it just wear the, wears that way? Yeah, Craig has kept that shirt. He still sleeps in it, it too. It felt unbelievable. I, like, yeah. made a joke about stealing it. And she was like, no, you you really can't have it. Like, you know, I, and I was like, mom, no, this is, this is like a peak sick day shirt. Yeah. This is, like, you worn in the level those. of, like, feels like I'm wearing nothing at all. Yeah. Um. So, but, like, I just kept washing our clothes, and, like, I borrowed a shirt from mom one time. Um, it was getting real dicey there towards the end. But, um, yeah, we uh, we came back on Friday, and I think, I can't remember what we had for dinner on Friday. Oh, we ended up getting pad thai. Duh. It's, like, right sure. there in the neighborhood. You gotta. Um, and just, like, ended up catching up on some of our shows. I think, like, we were just both pretty wiped, like, Friday and Saturday. But I did finish Search Party last night. Oh, my God. Yes. And I'm, like, I am already sad. I miss it's having new episodes to watch. <laughs> so good. It's that so last good. season really was, like, what in gay hell? Like, they, <laughs> really. They're, like, okay, so obviously we need Anne Dowd and Susan Sarandon. I mean, they were throwing everything they could at the wall. Like, it was so deranged it was so deranged they had the stepmom from uh strangers with candy yeah you know when that woman is on screen yeah you're gonna hear things you shouldn't hear precisely one type that she can play it's it's like she has such an unnerving presence she really is but she's so good at it you know but like jerry's her role as jerry's mom was (laughs) (laughs) so mean um but we so I was listening today, um, I'm in the Who Weekly Patreon, and they do, like, a series called This Is Not a Westworld Podcast, because they used to talk about Westworld all the time, and they'd be like, no, this is not a Westworld Podcast. So now they just have a whole, anytime they talk about a new movie or show or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they did an episode today about Search Party, and apparently it was originally supposed to end after season four, but HBO was like... Oh, like with the weird ending that it had? So that, that last minute or two, mm-hmm. spoilers, if you haven't watched... Search party, skip ahead by 30 seconds. Um, the last scene where they have Dory actually waking up. Mm-hmm. Did they film that much later? That was, yeah. Because they, they had had it intended to be, like, Lindsay and Bobby were, were thinking that it was supposed to end with that recording of her saying, you found me, um, to Portia and Elliot and Drew. And then that was going to be the end of the series. Like, she died. Way too sad. Super sad, but also Bobby was like... You found me being the last line in search party. Yeah. Is a really interesting way to do it. So it's like, I don't know what the fallout's gonna be in season five. I hope that the whole April plot line is. I was comes gonna back. say they, they have to tie that up. They haven't even dealt with it. Like yeah. um, but Cola Scola and Susan Sarandon together was such wow. it was such a treat. The, the, <laughs> it was such a treat to watch. The chemistry on screen of those two Cola just Scola camping is, it up. Like Nobody does what they do. Like, no. it is just, like, it's beautiful to watch. Yeah. the it's so wild. The Cola Scola special, um, was it called Help, Help I'm Stuck? Help I'm Stuck that yeah. came out last year, I think on my birthday, um, was just incredible. It's so funny. And P.P. Manor. P.P. Manor. Oh, my God. Incredible. Incredible. Um, yeah. Everyone should go watch P.P. Manor. But if you haven't watched Search Party, Jesus folks, I Jesus. can't even tell you. It's like, it's so, there's only 40 episodes. They're like half an hour. And it's the most fun I've had watching TV in years. Like, I, oh, my God. 
I'm, I miss it already. Um, probably gonna go back and rewatch it. I'm trying to get Parker to watch it with me, but I'm just not really sure. Did Craig watch it? Um, he watched the first season with me. Um, Imagine giving up after the first season. I know. Well, but we, we watched it, um, on TBS back in the day. No, we watched, yeah, yeah, the TBS app back in the day. Man, do you have to watch commercials like every five minutes? Yeah, it was not great. It was like early, early days of pandemic. Like, um, I was still making like a shit ton of Alice and Roman baked goods. Like, you know. Yeah, those days. When I was 17, you know. Um, (laughs) I did finally finish The Mothers last week, so that's two books that I've read in 2021. Hey, dude, you're doing great. Yeah. Um, I I gotta pick up the pace. Vibes, such a fun age. Craig and I are gonna go to book people tomorrow, so love yeah. book people. I, I, I will be meeting the fans at book people tomorrow. <laughs> uh, already told you guys where I'm gonna be. Um, anyway, should we talk about this flick? Yeah, Judy. Judy. Um, okay, so this was 2019. Mm-hmm. I think the the film itself wasn't nominated for anything. It was just her performance I that think, won, and I think that's correct. It, she won the Oscar. For I it? think she won. Damn. Let me look this up. Um. um she, I think that's right. Because I remember listening to several podcasts about it after, yeah, she got Academy Award for Best Actress in a Leading Role. Okay. Wow. And I'm going to have to see what year that was because I remember thinking like, It was 2020. Sure? It was like right before everything shut down. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was like pretty um, uninspiring that year anyway, but like. But you know what's funny? So that's her second Oscar, isn't it? Yeah. The thing is, I. I'm always surprised to find that she can sing. Like, I've had to learn that lesson a couple of times. Okay, so here's the here's the thing is I, um, like, didn't, uh, my, my view of this movie went way higher when I learned that she was actually singing. Yeah. Like, I just assumed she was lip syncing. No. She sounded just like Judy Garland. I, I feel like, Renee Zellweger, for her, I mean, this is going to sound crazy because she's gotten several Academy Awards, but I feel like she just does not get... Did she win something for Cold Mountain, too? Yes. Okay, so she she might be a three-fer. I just don't think that people, like, lump her in appropriately with, like, the... I don't know. Like, I don't feel like people um, estimate her appropriately, I guess. I... I think it's a reflection. Yeah, no, I agree. I think Bridget Jones has become her de- defining role. Yeah, um, which doesn't. That's a good way to. Yeah, that's probably why. Right, which is kind of you know incorrect, I guess. But okay, okay. So yeah, I guess. Yeah, okay. Looking at the lead actress nomination, oh I forgot she was with Jack White. Oh, I never forgot that. So it was <laughs> Cynthia Erivo for Harriet, um, Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story, which I think she was Damn. fine, and it was yeah, just she was it was fine. hard to. To match Adam Driver in that movie, yeah, Sarah Ronan for Little Women, which mm, she was she, in, she was incredible, yeah. But I don't know that she had to flex that much in Little Women. True. Um, Charlize Theron for Bombshell. Um, I think you owe that one to her prostheses, right? Um, yeah, I guess I, I think guess Judy's Renee. the right answer. That yeah. is that feels that feels right to me. Um, um, okay, Renee so this, is a fellow uh, Houston girl. She's from. Katie. Oh, um, yeah. See, I'll never forget that. You know what I often think about, and I know they joked about this on Thirty Rock. How there was like, there were two different studios competing to put out a Janis Joplin biopic. Yes, and neither but that of them, was actually true. Yeah, neither yeah. of them ever came they out. Never materialized. Um, but she was meant to play her, which I remember thinking 
that is a perfect casting yeah. choice. They yeah. had similar facial features, and she's from Houston. They're both from the, like, yeah. They're both the, from this, like, same part of Houston, yes. I think, right? Well, I like, think, South Houston? I think Janice Joplin was born in Beaumont, but, like, That's right. pretty close, yeah. you know? Totally. Um, man, okay. So... This movie was fine. This movie was <laughs> fine. It was um, honestly really sad. So basically the whole premise of it is the last year of her life, which when this movie came out had been 50 years. It was like 69, 1969 was when the movie happened. Yeah, and she was supposed to be 46. 40, yeah, 40? 46 or 47. Yeah. Um, she was 47 when she died, so I don't know what. Okay, but. so this, we start with her at 46. She's living in uh, New York or L.A.? I think it was New I York, I think it right? was L.A. because she said to go to Brentwood. Where okay, her, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Um, she's like going to the, the hotel where she's put up with her kids, and they deny her. She's actually just flat broke. Yeah, um, yeah. So she's like, like, her account's in arrears. You're right. And... Yeah. Um, I did not recognize Rufus Sewell at first as her oh, I did. ex-husband. <laughs> he, they, I mean, they had to, like, de-handsome him. Yeah, but you could only do that so much. You can only do that so <laughs> much. Um, yeah, she brings her younger children, Lorna Luft. Uh, I had I'm one of sorry, those... sorry, the name Lorna Luft. I was about to say, I had one of those moments where I was, like, closing tabs before submitting <laughs> this week. <laughs> and one of those was, like, a Wikipedia page for Lorna Luft. Which is like I'd rather it be porn. <laughs> like, I don't I don't want like, are you Oh shit, I'm so sorry. Seventy five year old gay man. Are you technically dead? Like why are you watching? Why are you reading about Lorna Left? Um so it was like Lorna Left and the other one. Um, J- Jimmy, what's his name? I don't it, remember. The, the important thing is that it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> what's important is that it isn't important. Right. So just jot, that, jot down that little Cohen. They did have a brief moment where they showed an actress portraying Liza. Oh, we'll get to that. I have a note on that. Okay. Um, so anyway, she's broke. Um, they show her going to a party with her daughter, uh, Liza. Yeah. And then, of course, we can infer from there. With we, Liza with a Z. Liza with a Z, Ms. Minnelli. Um, let me tell you something. This is how I knew this movie was made for straight people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, like, they were like, okay, we have to put some, like, like, male butts in seats here. Yeah. Because families are going to go to this. Yeah. Like, I... You have to go big if you're going to play Liza. I just, like, those are the rules. Right. I don't want a nuanced five-minute... No. Representation. And the thing is, Liza has been like that her whole life. It is not like she came across a kooky personality in her thirties. No, Liza's always been insane. (laughs) She is like that. I yeah. I I mean, and we love her for that. I love Liza. I just like. I was like, this is the way you're choosing to portray Mm -hmm. Liza Minnelli. I would have rather them had a drag queen to be quite. Please. It would have been really... Have Kristen Wiig do it. <laughs> so fun. Wait, did you end up watching um, Barb and Star yet? No. Star is short for Star Bruh. $20 to rent. Oh, I can hook you up with an extra legal way to watch that. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, everyone watch Barb and Star. Also, just if you can buy it for 20 No, you it, can't. It's, you can only rent it for 20 oh, right that's now. Ass. It no, is, that's so stupid. It's very silly. Um, okay. Star Bruh. <laughs> and Barb is 
just Barb. <laughs> um, okay, so Renee needs money. Her Is it her agent? Not Renee. Judy? Yeah, her agent, I guess, is like, we. Keep, I keep telling you London is an option. Oh, also, so she rendezvous is with her daughter. She hangs back from this party. And, and meets a guy named out. Mickey. Mickey Finn Whitrock. Um, which I weirdly... But a straight man who's always in gay people's movies and shows. Yeah, well, that, that he has the um, Natasha Leone um, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. disease. So for whatever reason, I was researching uh, the last few years of her life anyway. Yeah. Um, like, weeks or months ago. I don't know why. Um, and was sort of shocked to see that she had, like, her final marriage was quite May-December. Yeah, and it was also, like, three months that they were and married. And I, I, the impression I got is that they were also, it was probably, like, her happiest marriage. <laughs> I know. What's weird is that in this movie, they make him... Yeah, because what I read made it sound like it was actually a pretty sweet, happy Mm -hmm. time. They did have, like, a moment where he's, like, nasty to her. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was kind of like a... I think it was maybe to show that, like, she has similar, like, patterns that keep reemerging in the men that she chooses, you know? Yeah. they, They tend to, like turn on her when things get tough or something i don't know but yeah um anyway so she yeah she meets mickey something mm -hmm. at this party and her agent's like i keep telling you like she's like i don't have a place to live like i don't Mm -hmm. have anything he's like i keep telling you london's a great option Mm -hmm. you would not have to tell me that more than one single time no especially because so she finally do a pub show in swansea if you have the chance no no (laughs) Buffalo nickel. For a buffalo nickel and a pint of beer. So she, um, she's like, I mean, I get she doesn't want to be away from her kids, but like, I think that it's always supposed to be understood that it's going to be for like a month or something. Like yeah, it's like it's a like short a residency. residency. Yeah. And that's like a quick way to make some money mm-hmm. and get yourself like, you know, floating again financially. So she finally agrees to do it. She tells her kids she's going. And that bit was extremely sad to watch. Oh, my God. Her kids were like, you're not going to be home for Christmas? She's like, no, but I'll be home for New Year's. And um, she, like, gets in the closet with them. And it's just, like, very clear. Like, her kids are so important to her. Mm-hmm. But, like, they also keep doing flashbacks to, like, teenage Judy. Very confusing. Very the, confusing. The, that They actually started with a the flashback, they? did, they? with, like, Louis B. Mayer talking to her. I did not think that was a good choice. No, I didn't either. Um, but in the flashbacks, I felt like they colored some things in, but, like, A, I didn't think that girl looked enough like young Judy Garland. No. And, no. And, B, like... It just, I don't know. What I did come away from it with was, like, Hollywood has just been trashed young girls forever. Hollywood? (laughs) It just chews people up and spits them out. Here's one of those things where it's, like, uh, I'm sometimes in the unfortunate position of sounding like a a Republican from 20 years ago, but, like... Hollywood is trash. No, it's yes. trash. It's totally trash because I was like, you know, she was in this iconic role in one of like the most, this like costumes from that movie are in the Smithsonian. It is like a yeah. classically American piece of cinema. And for her to like have to worry about money when well, like the studio was like laughing all the way to the bank, you know? Yes. That and just like the the weird, I don't know, just the whole weird studio system was yes. like 
complete. You were like their property. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say it was it was like an indentured servitude sort yes. of thing. Um, like she, they had like a photo shoot for her 16th birthday two months in advance of the, the 16th birthday with like a prop cake and like a pool, but she wasn't really supposed to swim in it. And you know, just like that was just she wasn't so like depressing. allowed to be a kid. Yeah, and um, also the. Uh, <laughs> The, the kid that they hired to play Mickey Rooney, you're not about to tell me they didn't Dolly the Sheep clone Mickey Rooney to play that. That like, did look like him. It, too much, actually. Yeah. Um, but um, I didn't know out. before this movie that Judy Garland's father was gay. Oh, I don't... Wait, did they say that in the movie? Louis B. Mayer makes a comment about it. Like, oh, that's right. That's you right. You would be in Grand Rapids and your dad's like a... To use a slur word. Yeah. Um, and I looked it up and apparently like that was why they left... I think Michigan, is that where she was born? Probably. Um, that was one of the reasons that they left. They'd had, like, a vaudeville theater, her parents. Um, but he had been, like, outed or, like, accused of homosexual urges or something. They used some kind of euphemistic term for it, but, yeah, he was gay. And, um, anyway, so... Um, and then, did you know, by the way, also that Liza's first husband was gay? Uh, that's why they two got divorced. Of the four, four husbands. Really? Um, yes. I was trying to, cause I. Are we counting David Guest? No. <laughs> um, I was trying to find, I, th- I felt like there was a quote from her of her saying that her mom, um, always told her just to marry a gay man. Mm. Uh, which like I, Maybe that was some some that other mother daughter advice back then. To I was, be quite honest, I was going to say like in in that environment, yeah, um, in Hollywood too. It's probably just like, well, why don't you just help a friend out? Right, exactly, right? exactly. Um, yeah, I I'll have to see. I feel like that I saw that when we were like researching for cabaret. Yeah, um, but I don't. I don't. Anyway, yes, two of her four husbands. Um, Wow. All right, Liza. David Guest is um, primarily a weirdo. He, he's dead. <laughs> Did you know? Primarily, he's dead. <laughs> Secondarily, a weirdo. Secondarily, a, weirdo. a wax figure. I have no uh, no reason to believe that's changed. No. Um, anyway, so she goes to London, and at this point, we meet her, I guess, like, handler, the show's yeah. producer, whatever. Jesse Buckley. Jack- Jesse Buckley, who also you uh, might recognize her from any of Lindsay's mood boards from 2009 to 2012. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is savage, but it's so true. Tell me, it's, tell me I'm wrong. No, it was, it was like all about that look, like the red hair with the bangs and the bouffant, and like the '60s pencil skirt. It was giving very Joan. I wanted to yeah. be Joan from no, and, Mad Men, and it's not a bad, it's not a it's bad. It's a instinct. cute aesthetic. I really like Jessie Buckley. Um, I do too. She was in this last season of Fargo, and she was unhinged. Huh? Like, such an unforgettable character. Like just. I, you gotta watch it. It was I'm, so crazy. You, I'm the only person in the family that doesn't really watch Fargo. Oh, um, man, I love Fargo. I, I know. It scratches the, like, organized crime itch. So I recognized her from I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Um, oh, which I never saw. Mm. I read the book, but didn't read the book. The book is better. Oh, no, she was in Doolittle. Um, oh, but no. I forgot that she was in Chernobyl as well. Um, oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. Um, anyway, she's great. Yeah, she's um, great. So, I mean, most of the movie from here is just, like, the various ways in which... Judy just keeps shooting herself in the foot. She's got yeah, very I mean, self-destructive she's, impulses. She's got addiction problems. Yes. Like, out the yes, wazoo. Yes, that's true, too. So, for, for a lot of it, I kept thinking, like, okay, Renee Zellweger is just doing her Renee Zellweger tricks. You know, like, there were a few scenes where I was like, this could just be, like, um, 
from Bridget, anything. Bridget Jones and drag. Right. Yeah. But, um, I would say the scene where she is like in the bathroom kind of nervously jittering before the first yep. show to me was when I was like, okay. Yeah. Now yeah. I get it. And, and the she's singing. Like, she like, they keep showing her like unable to sleep and they trace that back to when she was a teenager and the studio basically gave her like meth yeah. to keep her skinny and then they would give her sleeping pills to help her sleep. So she just was on uppers, downers, and candy corns her whole life and had no way to, like, regulate that. So if she didn't have access to those drugs, like, what, you know. She just, like, they show her, like, awake at 3 o'clock in the morning smoking a cigarette. Like, I guess she can't go to sleep. Yeah, it's... Which sucks. It's, it's awful. Um, it's just so much, like, unfairness expected yes. from her. I this, think there's a, a thing, too, this movie that, like, there's a, a sort of... a. Like a sub sub genre of mm-hmm. like the biopic now of yeah. like uh, addiction story. Yes, and there's a certain point where I start to feel that it's just exploitative. Agreed. I think this is going to be an interesting contrast to Rocket Man next week because Rocket Man does explicitly deal with his addiction too. But like, I think it probably it helps that Elton John is still alive and is sober. Yeah, and that was like they were able to have that as a nice footnote at the end where mm-hmm. Judy, like you can't really talk about Judy Garland without talking about her addiction because it's ultimately what took her out, you right. know, yeah. at 47. But it is like, they, they focus on it so much that it's like, is this like a sideshow? Yeah. Like, are we like, when we're, we're trying to talk about this woman who was like an immense talent and beloved all over the world. And instead of showing her at her best, which certainly for some of those nights she had to be. Mm-hmm. They they show for every one concert scene where she's like on it. Mm-hmm. There's like two or three where she's a drunken, sloppy mess. Yeah. You know, arguing with the audience, laid on stage, whatever. And I'm like, is that really how it happened? I doubt it because they would have ended her sh- her run a lot sooner. You know, that's true. And there's probably like a like even when she was supposed to be sloppy, I was like, this is like what you do at a certain age though like right. that's like with um uh bet and funny girl right she said off oh, i don't even know the words she doesn't know point. the words she didn't care <laughs> like, right who cares i'm just a little vamping and that's like that's so, there this was interesting too there was a, a bit in the movie where after a show this sweet middle-aged gay couple comes mm-hmm. up to her and they're like oh my god we're such fans we love you so much um, and she's like, do you want to go get dinner with me? Cause she doesn't like know anybody in London. She doesn't have a place to get dinner. And they're like, yeah, but I don't really know if anything's open and they can't find anything. And so she ends up going back to their house and they make eggs for her. And then she gets to know them a little bit. It's like they, one of them had been arrested for indecency, which mm-hmm. just for being gay, um, had, they had been supposed to see Judy when she had been in London years before, but one of them was in jail. So um, but she sees like this wall of like all this memorabilia of Judy Garland on their wall. And it was just really sweet. But like, I'm like, they seem to show most of her audience being like well-to-do stuffy people that are like, shut up and put on a good show where I'm like, I 
feel like probably more of her audience was like middle-aged gay men. I mean, probably. I mean, at least that's how it's been posthumously. But like, well, I mean, her funeral was what, that's how Stonewall happened. Yeah. So it's like. Well, the term friend of Dorothy. Right. So yeah. I, like, I have a hard time imagining that that, I that mean, her showing up drunk and kind of, unless she was know, being it's, belligerent. It's, it's probably like when I, every time I watch Behind the Candelabra. Yeah. And it isn't every time because you can get count on me watching it at least Regularly. once every couple years. <laughs> um, I always think, like, who is going to these shows? Right. Like, it's probably <laughs> the same kind of people. I would certainly get more out of a Judy Garland show, but, like... <laughs> like a Liberace, who is this for? Who is this for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't know. I just, like... I. But then I guess, too, I mean, it's, like as much as I love Amy Winehouse, like I've seen concert footage where it's like, if I had been at that show and I'd paid a lot of money and taken pissed. that out of work, I would have been pissed. Mm-hmm. I would she have been sympathetic. She canceled that one year too. I, know. I remember that. I would have been sympathetic, but I would have been pissed that I, that this was the night that I happened to be here. So maybe it was one of those things, but anyways, yeah, it, it does, it does feel a little like I could understand why her kids would be like, I don't want to watch my mom portrayed in this way. You yeah. Know? And yeah, I don't know. I think there's just a, a point too where it's like, how many of these movies can you make? Right. They're not like, okay, I, I, I could tell you how this is going to go. Right. And you um, are illuminating for me that like this stems from her having been like extruded through the studio system. Yeah. Good word. But like, it's not, yeah, it's not really telling me anything other than that, but that's like how it all started, you know? Yeah. Um. No, for sure. Uh. So, I mean, from there you just sort of see her continue to do her thing her mickey comes over and i don't know that there was like a crescendo point really i mean i will say that it had that one kind of moment like in uh trial of the chicago seven where he starts reading off the names and it's like like that moment in this was when um you know her like new gay friend starts helping her sing somewhere over the rainbow. Oh my god! And then as, they all sing it. As I was watching that, I was like, "That did not happen." First of all, that didn't happen. So jot that down. So after she gets fired, she goes back to the theater one more time, and she's like, she asks the guy that's supposed to be filling in for her if she can sing one song. One, is she because he's poor man's been like waiting there as like her backup act for weeks, and she's like. He's like, sure, I guess one song couldn't hurt, whatever. And then she takes over. She sings, like, two or three songs, and then she starts singing Somewhere Over the Rainbow and gets too chucked up to continue. And then her gay fans from earlier right. sit up, and they're you like... You might have met them earlier. <laughs> they start singing and helping her, and then the whole audience fills it in. And I'm yeah, like, that bitch, happen. that did not that happen. Uh, I did enjoy her singing Get Happy. Um, that song is fun. That song rips. And it just reminds me of... Um, Abby Jacobson as Val in yes. Broad City. <laughs> Val. Remember, okay, so... Oh, yes, her drunken her, alter her ego. Her drunk alter ego yes. is a uh, lounge singer named Val yes. who oh ate my. her own nose ring. <laughs> oh, my God. I gotta rewatch Broad I City. I love diamonds. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, anyways, I would just say this movie is, as a whole, kind of a snooze kind of sad it was really depressing yeah i was baking the cake while i made this and it was nice to have an activity because this movie did not have enough for me if i was sitting in the theater i i think i would just like do what craig used to do in mass and like you know look on the ceiling like yeah see see if this were a live action batman show like what batman would hang off of right you know yeah it didn't give you just a ton to like look at i don't know i'm like i needed to either be glitzier it just i don't know it was so straight across the plate about 
liked so much of it. Yeah, and it then, was boring. And then at the end, it's like, six months later, she died. And it's like, okay. what? <laughs> you just ended this on, like, a high note of her, like, adoring fans. And then it's just like, tragically, six months after this, she died. And I feel like, like if you want a better tribute to, to Judy, you should go uh, listen to um, Rufus Wainwright did mm. an album of covers of like Ugh. judy's performance at I mean, was it, it carnegie hall or something yes, yes that's yeah, like, the like classic judy at carnegie <laughs> oh god we love uh, rufus wainwright <laughs> we do we have to love rufus wainwright he also a beautiful put out, like, voice a, an album of like he like set some shakespeare sonnets to music Ugh. And I think that he got Florence Welch to do one of those songs. Oh, those two have to be friends. The elegance. Okay, yeah, the liberal arts department over there. Um, <laughs> yeah, anyway. Um, I guess I'd give this movie a huh. Yeah, I'd give it a huh, too. Um, um, but Ra- Rocket Man next week. And that is fun. And that's just a good time. That is just, we're just going to have fun You know what I like that. about that movie is the honesty with which they handle his hairline. They... They surely do. Mm-hmm. They do not pull punches on that one. No. And it's funny because he it's produced it. He has more hair now. <laughs> he does. Yeah. yeah, I watched him singing Candle in the Wind at Diana's funeral recently. Oh, it's so sad. Yeah, well, I did a video room. Thanks, my, my friend Kevin was leaving a job. And so we made the theme, like, goodbye to you. Mm-hmm. And he put Did you on, do Michelle Branch's goodbye to you? Okay, slap me if I didn't. Um, <laughs> But he put on Candle in the Wind and specifically got, like, Elton at Diana's funeral. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> Hold on, let me go get my blue beanie, baby. <laughs> it's purple. Oh, is she purple? It's purple. It's got a little rose. God, ignorant. I thought she was blue. I'm going to look this up. Anyway. Oh, yeah. No, tell me I'm wrong about the Diana beanie baby with which I plan to retire. <laughs> <laughs> do you think this 90s resurgent it, it is purple you're right yeah i know is going to um help make me those with... happy again make those a thing uh i don't know i actually don't know where my beanie babies are oh no well i hope you find it uh do you have any other thoughts you want to say about judy no no um i don't either uh i would happily never watch this movie again so sorry y'all. <laughs> don't make me watch it again uh, this is a real low-energy episode. I'm sure sorry about it. But, you know, this movie... Did, look at the material. Well, you you're know? not paying for this either. You don't have a Patreon. You're not getting, like, stickers. Just, like, calm the hell down. Maybe put no. this on to go to sleep, bitch. <laughs> no, we love you, listener. Please don't uh-huh, do that. Sure. Um, okay, next week, Rocket Man. Is that streaming anywhere? I should look that up, huh? Yeah, I'm not going to pay for it. So. Um, oh, you're not? No, I would. I would pay for I, it. I saw this in theaters when Marigold was a little tiny baby. Oh, it's on Hulu. Okay, great. It's on Hulu. Um, it's going to be a real fun time. Time. So, came out the same year as uh, Judy. Wow. Wow. All right. Well, um, until next week, y'all have a, a wonderful sunny time. Yeah. No snow. Bye bye. No snow. <laughs> <laughs>